You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast with episode number 11 with Destiny Berman, digital marketer. You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast, where women come together for powerful conversations around life and leadership. Each episode will bring you conversations with incredible women in leadership, tools you need as a badass female pioneer, and spicy topics around business and leadership. I am your host, Heather Simpson. My mission is to educate and empower women in leadership positions, taking them to the next level in their journey and career. Welcome to She Leads Me. Hello, She Leaders. I hope your week has been off to an amazing start. Mine sure has. I still am on a high from a few big things that have happened for She Leads Me in the last week, and I'm really excited to share them with you today. First of all, it is with such a grateful heart that I share that the She Leads Me podcast is now listened to in 10 countries worldwide. That's right. I said 10. In the two months that we've been bringing forward leadership content and interviews, we have expanded that much. So thank you for all of you that have shared this podcast with others. It is because of you that our message and what we are doing is getting out there. And I am very, very grateful. And welcome. Welcome to those who are new listeners. We have women tuning in from Italy, Australia, the UK, Japan, and beyond. And I am so honored to have you here with us. And we'd love to hear from you and how you're enjoying the podcast. So feel free to pop on iTunes and and give us a little comment or review there. The other exciting thing that happened this last week was an event that we held. In January, we are launching the most amazing program with a fabulous group of women. It is called the She Leads Me Connections Group. This group will be meeting monthly in our area in Bellingham, Washington, and this group of women will be redefining how we network. We are throwing out the old model of traditional networking events and creating a culture and a community of women that come together and support each other without that commission mindset. How refreshing would it be if you showed up to a room and you didn't have to worry about handing out a certain number of business cards to equal success? You didn't have to collect a handful of business cards and you didn't have to constantly be surrounded by sales pitches during this time. Our group is about making connections first. We want to know who are you first over what do you do for your career? How can we support you in your journey? Who can we connect you with? What relationships can we create and form so that we have true community with women supporting women? And then business to business relationships may happen because both individuals know each other and want to support the human on the other side of the business. In addition to creating meaningful connections, we'll also be educating and empowering the women in the room with top quality leadership training and education. We'll have guest experts, we'll have panels, and we'll have opportunities for growing ourselves in our daily leadership in both life and in business. When we opened up this event, I really, I had no expectations to the number of women that would show up. If five showed up, I would have been so thrilled and excited to connect with them. And in a very short time frame, we sold out the event. I worked with our numbers and the venue and, and opened up more spots, and then we sold out again. And you know what this tells me? In a world where, quote, connections, 
are easy to make with technology and social media, we are starving for true, genuine human interaction, especially as women. Women, we are created for actual in-person connections, not just virtual ones. And trust me, I love my social media and the connections that I've been able to make with people from all over the world. It's fabulous. It's an amazing tool. But that person-to-person, face-to-face conversation, nothing can replace that, especially when you have a group of the right people. So if this sounds like something that you'd like to experience, then I'd like you to head over to our site, sheleadsme.com, and click on the events tab. You'll see the section created for our connections group, and you can read more about what we're creating and register for your spot there. Our next event will be Thursday, January 3rd. So we'll be hosting these the first Thursday of every month, and we'd be really excited to have you there. We do also have some exciting news that we're going to be announcing here soon. And so while you're on our site, be sure to join our VIP list for announcements and news about upcoming events before we announce things publicly, because trust me, you'll want to be on that list this month. Already, we've had a huge response to some of the announcements that we've made, and we are really excited to make them publicly. So if you want to be in the know ahead of time, head on over to our site and join our VIP list. Now, on to today's guest. Destiny Berman is a digital marketer, but she is not just any digital marketer. She works within the holistic and the healing space. It's fascinating work. Destiny has been called the strategist and the secret visionary behind today's most widely recognized online schools in the yoga and mindfulness space. She specializes in helping healers get their work out of their heads and online and scale their impact for good. And she understands that many of them shy away from charging for their spiritual and healing work. So she helps them grow their business in a way that is authentic, genuine, and most importantly, helps them serve even more people. She has this deep understanding of digital marketing because she has quite the impressive resume. She's worked in Silicon Valley, managing clients like Twitter, HP, Microsoft, just to name a few. Her consulting clients today include six and seven figure online educators and healers, including clients like Sting, his astrologer, and the best-selling authors who have reached hundreds and thousands of followers. I am excited to share today's fascinating interview with Destiny Berman. Hello, Destiny. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. How are good. you? I'm so good. Thank you for being on the She Leads Me podcast. I am like absolutely fascinated by the work that you do. And I'm really excited to get to dive deeper with you today and get to know you more and get to know more about the amazing work that you do and share with our listeners about your line of work because I feel like it's just so unique. Um, so let's start there. Let's tell us a bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I, I'm a digital marketer, and first, I'm really excited to be here. Um, we, you know, we were just connecting, and I just feel like we've got so much to cover, and there's a resonance here. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm a digital marketer. I've been one for, what, 19, 20 years now. I live in San Francisco. It's always just been kind of tech, 
B2B software has always been in my world. Um, and then about four and a half years ago, I knew I wanted to go into working for myself. I wanted to do it full time and full on. And so essentially through, I wish it was a straight path, but it was through like <laughs> trial and error experimentation mm-hmm. and just really taking a big leap of faith. Um, I started working with healers and yoga teachers and folks in the mindfulness space to launch their online education portal. So astrology schools and crystals and um, all different types of, of healing, Kundalini, and essentially took all the online marketing background and combined it with my passions and just love for the intuitive and the healing arts. That's amazing. So I feel like there's a pretty big like gap, like going from like the tech world into like the healing space. How how did you find this path or how did this path find you? Like tell us a little <laughs> bit more about that. Because <laughs> I feel like that's a big jump. <laughs> it's true. You know, it was and it wasn't. So, you know, I was in tech for what, 15 years, always working in companies. And I really enjoyed that professional setting. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who are into astrology, like I just have so much Capricorn, like I just loved it. And I was able to work among top marketers and professionals. And it just, I really just dropped into that space. But really translating, in, and it's interesting because in San Francisco, being in, in, you know, depending on what stage companies you work for, if you're working for early or even mid stage, there's a lot of that chaotic, fluid figuring things out. Mm-hmm. And so that, so that part wasn't too much of a jump. I think it was just really figuring out what type of business I wanted to go into. Did I want to use my modern marketing skills and consult startups or earlier stage companies, or did I want to launch more of my own coaching practice and just, you know, be more of like straight up in the online entrepreneurial space. And so that took me about six months to kind of really dive into I, I dove into a month-long yoga teacher training after I left just so I couldn't go back because I was just so like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, transitioning from working primarily um, like mostly 70, 80% men to working now, all my clients just so happen to be women. Mm-hmm. That was a big transition. Um, but I would say that the nature of the working, you know, very independently working in a very fluid, trying to figure things out, that actually translated pretty well, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So did you grow up like in a spiritual home? Like what influenced this kind of draw to like signing up for that yoga retreat, right? I feel like a, not a lot of people, unless they were exposed to it, would necessarily be drawn to that. Right. Right. That's a good question. Um, yes. So I've always, you know, I'm Chinese Cambodian, um, and just being from Southeast Asia background, you always just kind of accept like reincarnation. Mm -hmm. There was always incense burning in our house, um, working with, um, other dimensions and spirits. So that was always just like a lifelong thread. And then my dad, you know, just being, that they were immigrants and really having to figure things out in a, in a new world. He always surrounded me with lots of spiritual texts and personal growth. So like Tony Robbins was a big part of my childhood. And so that was always just there. Um, and then probably about 15 years ago. So I guess really kind of along the same timeline of when I got into tech, I started studying Western astrology. Um, I started a yoga practice about 10 years ago, meditation practice. Um, you know, especially just being in San Francisco, you kind of just have this openness to it, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> and ceremony, and so it seemed probably more normal than it was. I'm not really sure. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That's been a constant in my life as well, and I've always wanted to bring the two together. I just, 
I just didn't know how for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So who would you say that your typical clients are? Are they people that are already, you know, have some type of this influence in their life and business, or are you introducing these concepts to people? What's Mm -hmm. in in combination with like your, (laughs) you know, your, your vast and huge experience in like the digital space, like applying, you know, that into it. Um, yeah. Who, who are your typical clients? (laughs) So essentially I've got a couple of groups. So one, my longtime private clients, um, you know, when I first started working out with them four years ago, now, they didn't have any online marketing background, mm-hmm. um, but now four years later, their businesses have gotten to a point where it's more mature and now we can apply, uh, let's say, deeper or more sophisticated you know, online marketing strategies to their platform. Um, and then I have students in my school, Launcher Calling, that are maybe just starting out into the digital space. You know, there's essentially a couple of subgroups within that. So they've been teaching offline for a long time. They're now just using online marketing to really strengthen that part of the business and then branch into becoming online educators. Mm -hmm. Or there are people who have launched uh, maybe an online school. They're getting the same number of people every time or around the same number. And now it's about, okay, how can I scale this? But how can I do marketing in a way that feels good, right? Especially in the healing holistic space. Um, to me, there's just a different approach. Like there is more nurturing and there is more connection. And it's not just about sending one more email or adding a discount or doing early bird. Right. Sure. So. Yeah. So do you, do you feel like you've ever had any resistance like in, in this work that you do? Have you ever had clients where they come to you, they kind of know what you're about and then you're opening doors and opening worlds into this holistic space and, and the, the healing space um, and applying that to business has there been resistance in that or are people pretty open? So, you know, so many forms of resistance and not because, you know, we're afraid of growth. I mean, I think, you know, at some point we all have a growth edge, but so many, and this is such a good question because sometimes the teacher doesn't even realize they are resisting, right? Mm -hmm. So one is the resistance generally to tech because that's the thing with going online is like the reach is unparalleled, but you also need to learn at least the basic connectors and how to bring about email campaigns or hold a webinar. Mm -hmm. Once you get into that orientation and that switch is on, then it's amazing. It just takes moving through that resistance and that learning curve to have that switch. There's a resistance to marketing that I witnessed in terms of, you know, it feels like we're sending a lot of emails. Why are we sending a weekly nurture email? It's not even a sales email. So I would say the resistance comes from, venturing into this unfamiliar like vast territory and then just not and then just it's it's typically before the switch gets turned on in terms of what's possible Mm -hmm. and of course you know the uh the internal stuff that comes up right the receiving a lot uh receiving making more money or taking your business to the next level where instead of you know 50 people in a room you now have 300 people live on a webinar and so all that worth and value comes up as well Hmm, that's amazing. I love, I, I'm like so fascinated by this. I'm just like t- t- trying to like take in like, oh my gosh, like this is just, this is incredible how you found it. And, and considering also like you have a background, like, so just going back before you were doing your own thing, before you decided to become an entrepreneur, bless you for becoming an entrepreneur and working within your genius because it is not for everybody. <laughs> and so so good for you for doing that. But you've worked with some really big companies Um, and you've like really moved up within the ranks and have had like some pretty major success in that. And what would you say 
are, have been some of your driving factors or your, like your attributes to like your success in these companies and then also applying that into your own business space? You have such great questions and I love how just, yeah, it's amazing how I I feel how observant you are and just what you like pick up and notice. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank thank you. (laughs) Um, So let's see. So there's a couple of things there. So one, um, just really having that independent creative thinking outside of the box. And that's also something I really do value in the tech innovation space where you can think outside the box and you can be creative with your problem solving or you know, how you go about building and growing client relationship, expanding that footprint and really driving revenue. So I would say, you know, being in cultures that really has always encouraged me to think outside the box and to take chances that that has really helped me mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur, because, you know, as you alluded to, being an entrepreneur is one it's one heck of a journey. You know, it's really humbling and exciting and crazy and deep all at the same time. And mm-hmm. so. You know, I feel like that has really prepared me and really having resilience and commitment and um, discipline around, you know, waking up and doing what you say you're going to do and really following through. Um, I think that that has been that has been a huge deal because, you know, with the roller coaster ride that comes from being an entrepreneur, you still have to be able to get up the next day and do what you said you'll do. Right. Yeah, or like, absolutely. right. Mm-hmm. I mean. Just even earlier, I did this live stream on Instagram, but I just felt like didn't go that great for a couple of reasons. And then I had to pop over to Facebook to do another live stream because that's what I said I'll do. And emotionally, I didn't want to do it. But, you know, you've already committed and that's just what you, you know, that's just what was there. <laughs> right, right. And you've probably seen so much growth in just being committed to that and and to that journey for yourself, right? It's just so important to really honor that word for yourself. Yes, yes. And just to be so real and honest, like I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, when I was working at companies, of course, I had to be as real as possible when it came to growing revenue and like managing campaigns and budgets. But there is a bit of like a security blanket um, that could still be there. Um, And I'm not sure, you know, how, how quite exactly how to articulate it. But there was a bit of a security blanket because, you know, you're still getting paid your salary and whatnot. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even if like things didn't work out exactly, like maybe my Q1 wasn't as large as I wanted to, but I still had my salary and my monthly and that was great. But being an entrepreneur, even if you build up your business to a certain point, it's just a lot, like the swings are a lot higher, but it can also be a lot lower and it's like, you can't really like fool yourself. Right. Um, and so that's been, that's been a big, big like learning. Like there really is no security blanket. I mean, of course, you know, you know, over time there's, revenue streams that you can count on. But even then it's just the nature of business just, just changes so quickly. Right. So how do you, how do you find yourself staying like committed to that? Right. It would be for somebody with your experience, with your background, I'm sure that there are headhunters that would love for you to come back and work in that world. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you go about your day to day? And like, you know, I think I, for a lot of people, it would be so easy. Like once it gets hard or once it gets challenging, especially with your background to be like, you know what, like, <laughs> I'm just going to like hit the easy button and go back over here. Like, how do you stay in that zone of, I guess it's like, you know, staying disciplined, like you said, like in the follow through, like, how do you stay in that zone? Mm. So it's true that I do get, um, you know, that, that I do get reached out to and whatnot just because, you know, the tech space is so hot and just being in San Francisco, there's so many opportunities. That part is true. You know, I would say, um, 
And you're right that sometimes, you know, on like a harder day, it's like, hmm, I wonder if I should go back. <laughs> right. I mean, I know I've been there, right? Like entrepreneurial life for the past 13 years. It's like, okay, like what are my options at this point? <laughs> so I'm I'm actually just surprised that you uh, that you just totally got that because there are moments only. Like, hmm, that LinkedIn message looks pretty good. Uh-huh, right? <laughs> You know, this is where I really give credit to my daily practice, right? Mm -hmm. So the meditation, the yoga, it just keeps me clear. And it really keeps me grounded to, in my hearts of hearts, what is most fulfilling for me. And when I was going on the other path, as wonderful as it was, and it had its own set of blessings, there was just a part of me that was so not seen and not felt. And there's a part of me that wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And even though being an entrepreneur is absolutely crazy, you know, I do love working for myself. I do love more of the fluidity that it brings and especially because I'm a mom and at the, you know, at the end of the day, um, being at companies at the higher level roles, there are challenges too, right? It's just mm-hmm. a different set of challenges. And now there's a different set of challenges, but I have an amazing husband. I probably, maybe I wouldn't take as many risks if I didn't have such a great husband who was so supportive and so grounding. Um, and so he allows me to take risk in my own business and having the, just that clear daily practice and every day you're coming back, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but you come back to the depths of your soul, you come back to your spirit and you just know like this is my path and I mm-hmm. feel like in so many ways I'm just beginning, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to, no matter how up and down it gets, I'm just, you know, I just can't leave. Yeah, absolutely. And that support system, like you mentioned, is so key and so important and I love having this conversation because it just, that always comes up with entrepreneurs. It always comes up with people that are in business where that support system is so, so key to them. And also finding out more about who they are. And like you mentioned, like those daily practice points, like what does this look like for me to show up truly authentically, to be living in this daily life and practice so that I know that I'm operating at my best and doing the best for my family? I I love that. And I love asking that question because it's just in some way, shape or form, that's people's response. Um, and it is, it's just so true. Like it's just without our support people, like, you know, nobody can really do it on their own. And it is such a huge key Thing. And especially as a mom, let's talk about that. Let's talk about your daily life. What does that look like a day in the life of you? I mean, you have this amazing business, you have this family, um, you talk about your daily practice and, and that like meditation space, like what, what is your day look like? <laughs> oh my goodness. It is. I, I feel like it's pretty much nonstop up until Jacob goes to bed, but you know, it starts early. Um, you know, anyone with uh, young kids will understand. Like, mm-hmm. you get them early. I have somehow managed to get up before. Well, we have this whole system in place where he doesn't leave the room until six thirty. So the six to six thirty is really my time for my own meditation. I love that. If, <laughs> if that doesn't happen, then it happens before I go to bed. But generally, okay. you know, that's what I'm targeting. But of mm-hmm. course, week he was sick, right? So I could, you know, take that time in the morning. Um, but really, it's just pretty much getting ready for school and then I have my day pretty structured where I'll take calls generally the first part of the day. The second part of the day for some days I'll work on content and more diving into that creative space. Mm. Um, But pretty much I'm pretty structured between Monday through Friday in terms of when I have my client meetings, my own internal team meetings. And then I pick them up at school (laughs) in the late, in the late afternoon. Mm. Um, Then, you know, and then my husband gets home a little bit later and then he goes to bed. I mean, that's, it's a pretty full on day. Yeah. Um, of course, weekends are different. Um, 
and we do our best with date nights and family events. And for the most part, I don't need to have any calls um, on the weekends and whatnot, but it's, it feels full on, but it also feels really nourishing um, and uh, rich at the same time. That's amazing that you found that because I oftentimes in the work that I do with women and my one-on-one conversations or even like in our workshop styles that trying to find like that never ending question of like, how do we achieve, you know, work-life balance? It sounds like you really nailed it down. I mean, if you're describing your life and even like your day-to-day as nourishing, that's pretty (laughs) amazing and powerful. And I just, I really want to emphasize that here for our listeners because I just, that's, so key that you found that, that you found that, you know, for lack of a better word, balance. I don't, you know, I don't really like it, but, but you don't feel like you have to work 80 hour weeks and be accessible nights and weekends to your clients. And you've built a really successful business in a, you know, shorter amount of time and figured that out. And I just want to say bravo, like congratulations. Cause I think that so many of us, especially as women, where we feel like we have to balance it all, like just are, are constantly searching for that. And I just, I love that you just described that and you've accomplished that. Does it feel like you've accomplished that? <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, certainly there are some evenings where depending on the time that I pick up Jacob, I have a check-in on work and, sure. you know, for the most part, it's been a really deep lesson in learning my own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really also getting clear on the you know, on the one-on-one clients I have and just really how many clients and where can I really leverage the, you know, where, where do I really want to leverage my business and where do I want to grow and what do I want to focus on? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I may, um, you know, I feel like I've done well in terms of growth. I, I could have grown faster, right. If I, you know, if I didn't become a mom two years ago, um, and if I didn't scale back my number of clients or launches, I was managing. So, I felt like I had to really pick that, you know, so mm-hmm. it was, I certainly gave up some level of growth in exchange for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But you chose your life. You yes. determined what you wanted. You set yes. your boundaries and you chose your life. Yes, I love exactly. that. I love that. We look at everything through like what the lens of leadership looks like, right? And this is a perfect example of that, where you took that leadership in your life. You chose what you wanted. You figured it out with your partner and you guys created it. And that's. Amazing. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) So aside from your support system, I always like to kind of peel back a little bit more of the layers of like books or resources that have been really integral in your leadership journey in your life. Um, Because I I just always want to know like where people are looking to when they're growing. Mm -hmm. So I have, you know, if you were to open up my closet or my, uh, where my books are, I have so many astrology books. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And they're fun of me for that. But, um, I would say more recent influences. Um, I, you know, I dove into Barbara Stanley's book, sacred success. Mm-hmm. It's not hundred percent of, um, leadership book, but I found the, I found her teachings very valuable, especially for empowerment. And just cause we've got so much around money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also reading Michaela Baum's book. Um, I guess it's less around the business and leadership called The Wild Woman's Way. Oh, and that's all around for high achieving women in terms of how we 
tap into her turn on and her femininity when we're working and working all day. And I just, I really felt the need to integrate that uh, back into my life, especially with a mom and business and all of that. I don't want to forget about myself as, as a woman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm going I'm to have to add that to my list of books to, to check out. <laughs> That's amazing. So, you know, so we've got Barbara's book and then we've got Michaela's mm-hmm. book. And then of course I'm reading parenting books. <laughs> right. <laughs> you said he's two. Yes. What a fun age. (laughs) What a fun age. You are like, you are in the journey, my friend. That's amazing. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm so excited that we got a chance to connect with you today. To wrap up, if you could give our listeners your like three tips of advice that you would give our audience for living your life, like we just mentioned, like living your life through the lens of leadership, what would be your top three tips for our listeners? One would be to not be afraid of focus um, in terms of, you know, what what I witnessed is that people can be afraid of saying no and to really be okay with saying no to projects that come your way, especially mm-hmm. as your business is growing um, and to be okay with that, right? Sometimes we get so worried on what we are missing out on that we are just so afraid to say no, but so many times the not saying no compromises our success in other areas. So that's mm-hmm. one. And number two you know, I would say that nothing, nothing can really take the place of daily practice. Um, what, however that looks like for you, it could be five minutes, it could be 10 minutes because it just helps you stay clear on the internal world. And at some point, you know, if your internal world stays messy, it will get, it will catch up with you in the external world. So in terms of leading and like leading with grace, you know, that's something that I like to guide my, my clients and my students in, but like how to lead with grace. And really that starts from seeing as clear as possible internally and just really check in with yourself. And then um, finally, number three, um, I, you know, and you, and this came up, but I really do believe in balance and integration and the more whole of being that we can be, whether you're, you know, a woman, a mom, not a mom, you know, a a wife, um, you know, the more whole we can be just the stronger leaders we can, you know, the Mm -hmm. stronger leaders we are. And it's so easy to sometimes forget parts of ourselves but the more we can integrate the parts of ourselves, even if it's just a sliver. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, we have just like tapped into like the very beginning, like we've scratched the surface of who you are and what you do. And I'd love to connect our listeners to you. So where can they find you? Where can they find you online to learn more about you? So two places, my website, destinyberman.com, and you'll find all kinds of resources, free resources and um, information there, especially for those of you who are looking to adopt modern marketing in your businesses. Mm -hmm. And then Instagram, I've really been making a focus on growing my Instagram this year. So Desperman, it's a great place to just reach out, direct message me directly um, if you ever wanted to connect. Perfect. And we'll add the links into our show notes as well. So people can just find, find you pretty easy. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. It was such a pleasure to chat with you and get to know you a little bit more. And I look forward to uh, having our paths crossed in, in the future. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. You made yes. it easy and so fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> that's what we want here. That's what we want. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the She Leads Me podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share with your fellow female leaders and consider leaving us a five-star review. Also be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram to get the latest information in the She Leads Me community. See you next time.